Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to once again welcome you to this edition of Spotlight Conversations, where we have conversations with legendary musicians and poets and those on the cusp of what I like to call greatness. Today, I'm very honored to have with me a young man who I consider um, to be one of the coolest poets, and I'm saying pure poet, that I've met or seen and heard in a long while in the person of Mr. Orustus Ade, better known in the poetry world as the spoken one. Welcome to Spotlight Conversations. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to have this opportunity to uh, to share, share this uh, conversation with you. And uh, uh, I just want to uh, be able to share with you what I have. So, yeah. So let's 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 roll it. <laughs> let's roll. Huh? Let's roll. Let's, let's roll. roll. To begin with, where are you from? And explain how the times were for you growing up. Well, uh, I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. I migrated to Seattle, Washington, currently, and. Um, times growing up was really 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 hard um i wasn't fortunate enough to have a lot um of things when i was younger that uh kids have today that they seem to take for granted so um i didn't have the nikes or the michael air jordan shoes you know um yeah i i, I took hand, hand me downs from my from my older cousins and uh, you know so uh, my mom is, uh, she was a single mother of, uh, four. And, um, uh, I, I, I sat there and, and, and watched her as a strong woman, uh, go through life and, uh, and, and, and just live reality. And I learned a lot from that. And, um, uh, she taught me, um, a lot about how to treat, uh, and respect women, uh, especially the, uh, the African queen. So, um, yeah, I, I had a very hard upbringing. Um, wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. So um, that gave me, as a, as a, as a writer, a, a, lot of, um, a lot of things to think about and a lot of subjects to, to write to. So uh, that's a little bit about my upbringing. Who were your early artistic influences, and if they include, you know, people in your own family, then let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Mr. Bobby Womack, who's a distant uh, relative of mine, um, he was a big influence. Um, I loved his I loved his cool style, so I, I, I guess you could say that kind of rubbed off on me in a way. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I would say the late Bobby Womack. Uh, yeah, my cousin passed uh, not too long ago uh, of Alzheimer's. Um, let's see, Charday. I was a big, huge fan of Charday. I do. My mom used to. Uh, she used to bump Charday all the time. Come when uh, when there was when there was times uh, she'd come pick me up from school, and and you know i kind of got that whole smooth operator groove going on and i'm right. like yeah i like this right here so um uh and, and just you know just down home blues you know um uh it's heavy in the south and 
my aunts and uncles used to play that on um, at family gatherings all the time. So it kind of that that whole kind of blues jazz uh, rhythm uh, it, it kind of stayed with me. And, uh, and and as I got older, you know, I'm like, wow, this is this is this is a part of my identity. You know, this is I'm I'm really grooving this. So why not become a writer? Why not do your own thing? So that's what led me to uh, this point where I'm at right now. Did your did your mother stress education to you and your and your siblings? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Not only not only my mom. Let me tell you about my Bible thumping grandmother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hard hard nosed strict Baptist mother of the church. Uh, we had we had to um, go to we had to go to uh, Bible study. Uh, almost three to four days out of the week. And after that, you know, we had choir rehearsal on Saturdays, and then we had Sunday school on the um, Sunday mornings, which she was a teacher of, and we went directly into uh, regular uh, prayer service. So uh, it was a lot of church uh, in my life growing up, and uh, uh, I'm blessed to even be a part of that, you know. You you had mentioned... Uh, um down home blues. Why? Why did you like that so much? Well, I like the groove. I really like the groove. I like the acoustic guitars, which is one of my favorite instruments. I can't play acoustic guitar uh, uh, for the life of me. But let me tell you, I respect it because it's like one of those instruments where you don't need uh, synthesizers or amplified sounds. Uh, it, it, it's it's that old folk rhythm that you get from acoustic guitar, and 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 those tales, uh, those fairy tales, are those reality tales that those singers used to sing. So it's just a mixture of those that gives it its unique sound and feel, and that's that's one main thing that I really uh, caught a hold of. Mm. And and you know just to piggyback on your down home blues. The it's always a story. It's always yes. a wonderful story behind it. And the blues does not just mean being down in the gutter. The blues are very happy as well, very upbeat. You know, um, same as country, country and western. Yes, yes. A lot of people don't like country and western music. They'll skip by that station. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but country music always has a nice story behind it. And exactly. I, I think that is I think that is so important. Down home blues, of course, um, down in New Orleans, right? New Orleans. A lot of people say that. That's right, New Orleans. You got to say it, and you got to say it in tangent. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, but the history of the blues and the jazz. I mean that's our that's ours that belongs to our people exactly and, and I, I I strongly feel that the the music of today if you don't understand the blues and jazz and where it came from um, you can't really appreciate your own art what do you what do you think about that do you agree with that I I, I do I do I do agree with that because. Um, uh, when you when you have something that's so I won't say ancient 
but it is it's it's old it's old and it's recognized from generation to generation and now it seems like the newer music is kind of branches kind of branches off from that you know and it's like I don't think the younger generation really, really, really appreciates what they have right now and where it came from, where it comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think keeping that intact with who we are, not as a race, but as 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 pioneers of the music industry, to know exactly where the art came from where where it originated from right you know and that gives it that gives it the much appreciation that that uh it it should have you know um it should be down home blues should be one of those pieces of pieces of items that's back that's that's back in the glass case of a museum that's where it should be and it should be identified in today's music as as being the originator mm. i mean just just think of um you know and i talk about the history all the time on spotlight on jazz and poetry sojp for short um especially gearing those conversations to our young people our younger generation you know um the the importance of that of that history because you know our people could take scraps which we had to do back in slavery time that's you true know, that's uh, we true. had to take the scraps and mold it and turn it into something unique exactly you know like i, I remember having a conversation with nikki giovanni one time and we were talking about how the you know different types of cuisines and whatnot. It's funny we started. We you know one of the greatest poets of our time. You know we sitting back talking about pots of food. You know what I mean? Which is which was so cool because they used to have to get together all the ingredients that they needed to to get together, put it in a pot, and then go to the fields and work. And by the time they came back, then they had a nice stew. Right, right, and they yeah. used to call it. We call it stews or whatever. They used to call it slow food because it used to it used to be cooking and simmering slowly while they were out on the fields doing what they do, and then come back and everybody definitely were taken care of as far as their appetite. But you know, the same with the down home blues, and the same with jazz. Um, it yes. has to be. It's it's a nurturing. It's a nurturing type of thing. And it soothes you, and and you know it makes you feel good about who you are and about where you came from. Because back in 1920s or whatever, after the war, you know they were getting rid of all of the, the brass instruments. They were throwing them in, throwing them away, because the war was over. You know, no more bugle calls and all of that. But That's our right. people took those brass instruments and started playing them and got used of them and that's where your trumpet comes from and your saxophone your bugle and and your flutes and all that old kind of stuff um that's right. we utilize what we're given and turn it into something great i mean overseas 
was over in Europe, you know, they had Bach, Beethoven, Brahms, you know what I mean, Mozart. And over right. here, we had Count Basie, we had Duke Ellington, we had Earl Father Hines, we I had B.B. King. I mean, we that's our classical music. There we that's go. Our yes. classical music. And, and, you know, it needs to be, the history of it needs to be um, reawakened and taught. Um, to our younger generation so they can get an appreciation of it. Um, you know, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I highly agree. Yes. So um, you went to Hammond High School, and that was in New Orleans. Is that correct? Uh, that's that's kind of like going towards Mississippi. So it's a little bit out in the countryside, so it's on the outskirts of New Orleans. Okay. And then mm -hmm. what did you do after high school? Oh, man. After high school, I went to Southeastern University to study uh, fine arts. And uh, that's where I, I, I that's where I got kind of got like more of the the whole, you know, this art image. You know, I'm really I'm really digging the, the cool art image, you know, or it's cool to be it's cool to be in the art world, you know, <laughs> versus right, right. versus, you know, being a football player or some sort of jock. But um um, I learned a lot about uh, art history, um, and not just uh, not just musical art, but theater art, um, theatrical art, that is, uh, and all sorts of other uh, forms of art. So um, art was my major there at Southeastern University. Yeah. How? Um, what made you decide to after after you graduated college? What made you decide to head toward the Pacific Northwest? Seattle. Well, well, you know, I've spent summer vacation up here in 1991, and it was a it was a uh, one whole month, and it was so fun. Um, I came up with uh, with my mom and uh, uh, two other my two other of my other siblings, and uh, I loved it. And um, my aunt was like, you know, one day she came down for the family reunion and. And uh, she offered me uh, an opportunity. She says, hey, I know you just finished college, and uh, I know the uh, there are a lot of economic struggles in the city of New Orleans. But, you know, this is what Seattle has to offer. And uh, when she put that in my ear, I was like, well, you know, I've, I've, I've been up there uh, for summer vacation before, but it was many years uh, before that. And I remember still having my those close friends that I had when I, uh, when I was up here in Seattle, and uh, uh, that was a, that was a, the uh, the best opportunity I could have uh, gotten. And um, she says, "Well, if you make yourself, if you make your way up there, I'll 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 provide shelter for you." And uh, I was like, "Okay." So, um, and uh, my aunt was Gwendolyn Clifton, and um, uh, I had an auntie, another auntie. Uh, who allowed me to uh, financially <laughs> make it worth my while by drawing her a uh, p picture? And uh, she says, "Hey, if you draw this picture for me, I'll um, I'll give you the cash that you need uh, for bus fare uh, to get to Seattle." And uh, I was really motivated uh, uh, to do that, and I was very pre appreciative to what they both had offered me. So. I, um, I I I jumped on that opportunity, 
And next thing you know, I was on the next Greyhound bus going up to Seattle. And let me tell you, I I, I just had enough money for my ticket. And uh, 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 it was so much motivation that I, I actually went three days without any food because I was that determined to 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 get out of that uh, that situation I was in, uh, which which felt like I was I was stagnant, you know. And uh, when I came to Seattle, I was like, well, you know, everything is everything is great. Everything is gonna everything is gonna be all right. And uh, you know, and it was in my prayers that everything came true. So um, I'm, I'm here in Seattle, and and uh, this is really where I really got got the identity for myself as a writer. Uh, not the love for music, because that came back. That came uh, those roots came back from Louisiana, but as a writer. Uh, and, and started to pinning uh, um, those those pieces into what you can hear now today on poetical soul is 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 a limelight and, and it's the it's the it's the blessing that I've gotten from God. Hmm. Mm, from God. That's that's so important. I'm glad to hear you say that because uh, you know uh, people often ask me. You know, oh man, the show, you know, SOJP is like really nice and and you seem to be very passionate about it and you know, um, you know, I have a lot of artists. I reach out to them, you know, like I said, well known and not so well known and say, "Look, visit the website, you know, let me know what you think and maybe I could feature you on the show one day." And they they visit the site and believe me, 9. Point times they hit me back and they're impressed with it and they say you know what let's make it happen and you know that's a blessing it didn't it doesn't come from me you know i'm not that naive to think that you know i'm i'm bad you know big trigger yeah okay right (laughs) It it comes from god and you know it's good to hear you say that and um you know of course I know that having an upbringing in the church um, helped mold that. But once you once you're old enough to really decide things for yourself and to to um, really get your spirituality in order, um, you know, then you know that it comes from a being that's tougher than the spoken one. You know what I mean? Or or you know that yeah. knows all and sees all. So that's that's a beautiful thing. Why would that art you know, under your belt, art and design, and you switched over to writing. Why poetry? Well, I've always been writing uh, diaries uh, since I was 13. And uh, I just never put it in a way where it's artistic and where it can actually flow. Uh effortlessly without sounding like it's a conversation I wanted to impress a young lady one day <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah get to the get to the meat of it now. that's right that's right I wanted to, I wanted to impress a lady one day after watching uh this movie and I I was so crazy about this young lady that uh, I was like, wow, if this movie can make her feel like that, if this character in this picture 
Mr. Darius Lovehall from oh. Love Jones can make her feel this way, I could do that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I. I wrote this one piece. It's not on the album. It's my very first piece. And um, after I wrote that, she was she was so googly eyes for me. And after that, and and it was it was from that point on. I'm like, wow, you know, this translation from writing in my diary seems so easy to actually write a piece. That that actually means something, and I read it over and over and over, and I said, you know what? These are my real thoughts. These this is this is actually me on the paper, and the way it made her feel, and the way it made her friends feel after she told them about it. Um, she put me on the spot one day. She had cooked dinner and said, hey, can you do that one piece that you that you wrote for me last week? And I did it for her friends, and not and not one person objected from 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 what I from what I wrote. They they didn't they didn't reject it anyway. Is what I is what I meant. Um, they accepted it and understood where I was coming from. Mm. And I was like, wow, you know, I really like that. I really like that reception that I'm getting from the audience. So oh, yeah. it, it 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 stuck with me. And then I started writing more and more and more about things that happened in my past and things that um, uh, things that I wanted to accomplish or things that I felt like that needed to be talked about or written about. I wrote about it. And it was downhill from there, you know, and it was that it was from that point on that poetry became the mistress in my life. Mm. So now you were writing about love because you was all googly eyes over this sister or oh, whatever. Yes. And then sometimes you have heartbreaks. And you, yes. you you spoke of that and you, you write about love, heartbreaks, setbacks, you know. Um, so they all go together. And you seem to, in the poetry that I've heard you do, you seem to give them equal footing you know what i mean it's yes. quite a few uh you know you you write about love freely and you also write about heartbreaks so um talk about the heartbreaks a little bit uh how about i give you a piece that's written from a heartbreak how about that all right it's one of my yes. first one of my first open mic pieces that i've that i've spoken to the public uh, and it's called It's Never Too Late It's never too late To show that someone That your love is real Wishing every night spent together Expressing just how you feel It's never too late to admit When you are both wrong But it's the matter of how You put it back together That will make us strong It's never too late for true love and commitment as it may seem. Just look into your heart and you will find the truth to what it really means. It's never too late to remember those important vows. The day you became as one shines bright as it does right now. It's never too late to plan a future together. The strength 
to your relationship is a promise made forever. Let us prove together what kind of world this could be. It's never too late to express your love completely. It's a short but very meaningful piece uh, of a time that hit me hard uh, in, 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 my, in my lifetime. And it, it's, that is definitely a real heartbreak there. And uh, every time I look back at that piece, you know, it, it, like I said, it brings me back, kind of like going back into time. Oh, yeah. and, and it's like, you know, wow, all these feelings started to come back, you know, and, I, mm-hmm. and, and it, it's, it's kind of funny how poetry makes you, it wakes you up. <laughs> it oh, wakes man. you up and it puts you back into that, that, that moment and period in time. And and you know, first of all, thank you for for sharing that that piece um, with us. It's never too late, which is it is never too late, no matter how old you get. It's never that too late to to regroup your life and and get back on track because you know everyone has had heartbreaks and setbacks, but you know the key to it is to be able to bounce back and bounce back stronger. You know what I mean? That is- that is true. Um, and um, when you when you are writing, now do you always like to just sit back by yourself and write, or can you be in a, a room full of people and get some writing in as well? Distractions can sometimes be good for writing because distractions comes at you in flurries it could be let's say I'm taking the bus home from work and I got my pen and pad out and I'm trying to finish a piece but someone next to me is is talking about uh, a situation that they had last week and the bus driver at the same time is trying to give someone directions uh, uh, to get to their destination where they just got on the bus so it's a lot of those different things going and and artistically I could take a little bit from each one of those situations and write about it. Mm-hmm. So distractions can be good, but for the most part when you really trying to drill down on this one piece uh quiet quietness silent uh absent of the mind all that stuff becomes relevant for the completion of that art mm-hmm. now you're from New Orleans um, yes how did how did Katrina affect your family and yourself well I, I, I would say this um, it really it, it really hurt me um, I wasn't there uh, to experience that but from the phone calls that I got from my loved ones and my family um, it seemed like I was just right there experiencing it with them Um, how can you support someone and you're more than 3,000 miles away and all you have is telecommunication and, and mail uh, I won't say email because 
most of their electronics down there were shot shot from the from the uh, from the hurricane. So going back to prehistoric times and communication, when you're living in a world where email and and everything is, and text messaging is so prevalent, you know it, it's really hard because you've gotten delayed. You got delays on the mail. You know, and, and it's like, wow, you know, and if they call you from a payphone, <laughs> if they call you from a payphone, you know, it's a very short call. Right. You know, it's a very short call. So you can't get in. You try to cram a lot of information within that 10 minutes or that five minute window that you have when they call you from that payphone. And you're like, okay, so what do you need me to do? What can I do? And you can't travel down there to rescue them because flights are delayed. Flights, and there was no flights coming in or out. So it's like being up here, it hurt just as much as if I was there. You know, and, and I'm actually working on a piece right now about my perspective. Um, being from there actually looking outside into what actually went on and what I and what I was experiencing so it hit hard and um my family lost a lot you know i remember my 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 father telling me once um about his experience he owned a house down in Slidell which is uh, uh one of the one of the towns that sits right outside of new orleans uh, Slidell was hit hard. He said that the water rose to a point where it pushed him to his attic in his house. Mm. And he was stuck into the attic with no food for almost a week. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I, I couldn't imagine myself being in the attic with no food for a week. You know? So I, I I can't even yeah it's it, it it hurts to even talk about it still mm-hmm. yeah um, now another thing you know um, from New Orleans I uh, that's that's one of my favorites one of my favorite cities by the way um, awesome thank you thank you yeah yeah it is it is that's that's right up my alley I've been there maybe about six times um, awesome you know with my family and and um, we just had a ball down there. Um, the food, especially, <laughs> especially the food. Yes. Um, can you yes. cook, my brother? Can you cook? You know, I sat, I sat down. You know, my mom, my mom, <laughs> she was, she she teases me all the time. She's like, "You're such a picky eater," and all my family, they would tell you. Yeah, that 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 Russ, that Russ. Let me tell you, that's and that's that's the nickname that they have for me, Russ. Yeah. Um, they, they're like Russ. He's picking with his food. Let me tell you, man. He'll throw his food away in a heartbeat. But you know, uh, I cook enough to survive. I won't say I'm a chef like most of those guys are, but I have family members in my family, man. They can throw down, mm. and uh, I just I just recently. Uh, came recently came back from New Orleans uh, to uh, go down and uh, uh, I performed at my little sister 
uh, Tarek or Crosby's wedding uh, 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 through her new husband, Chris. And it was a beautiful, beautiful reception. I performed there and, and actually just, you know, eating that, you know, down-home cooked feel, uh, meal that they had prepared, you know, it just brought me back into time. And, and, and it's like, man, you know. But to answer your question, yes, I cook enough to survive. Um, but like gumbo and jambalaya or crawfish etouffee, uh that um, that's that's out of my league right there <laughs> i hear you i hear you i hear you um and well you were talking about you went down into uh new orleans you went home to perform now you've also performed at uh quite a few other places oh even uh like you said british columbia um yes talk about that experience talk about going to another uh another country or or um you know, overseas or wherever the case may be, and what's the reception like? What was the reception like? At this, oh. at one particular place called uh, Calabash, right, which is um, Calabash Bistro. It is. Let me tell you, brother. Wow. Okay. Now, to my surprise, downtown BC has a heavy, and when I say this. I mean heavy, huge poetry following. Mm. And downtown BC, there's this little area, little town called Gastown. And let me tell you, when I say it's like going back into time, back to New Orleans with the street lamps, the old street lamps and the, the, the cobblestone uh, roadways. That is NBC, and it's only two hours away from me. That brought me back home. So to actually go to a venue that's kind of like where I'm from, you know, it, 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 it brought back a lot of a lot of memories. But when I went into Calabash, I was blown away uh, of you know uh, to 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 witness. Such cool art there. And not only people that are from that area, Canadians, but we had we had people from Atlanta, we had people from Florida, DC, uh, New York. They were there performing. We we even had we even had uh we even had a uh a percussionist team from actually uh Nairobi in Africa. Wow. And they do this twice a month, and they bring in a huge following. And when I went up there, I was received so positively. It was great, man. Let me tell you, the feeling that I got was like, you know, I couldn't believe it, you know. And and it wasn't just a, it wasn't an open mic spot, you know, you, you know, just a regular open mic spot that you see. Uh, here and there, you know, around town, this was a, this was a, 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 a um, this was a serious night, and it was a collection of not, not just poetry, but like I said, different other art forms, urban art forms, that's just right up the street in BC, mm. and to see that spread 
to see our culture spread, to see our our art form that we spoke about earlier in this conversation about the roots, to see that spreading in a a, a foreign country, that 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 made me feel really good. It made me feel feel good. It made me feel like I was on the right path, and uh, yeah, it, it was a great experience. I, I I can't say enough about it. It was a great, huge experience, and I still go up there. To be honest, mm. I still go up there to perform. Um, uh, there's a host. He's an awesome uh, poet. His name is Scruffmouth. Uh, he is he is on time, and he reminds me of 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 um, uh, a a very intense slam poet. <laughs> mm. He, yeah, he reminds me of those slam poets, uh, uh, poetry, poetry gurus there. Yeah, yeah. Now, you've, uh, you know, speaking on performing, you've shared the stage with, um, you know, quite a few people. One was a, it's a singing group called The Public Announcement. Um, yes. A- actor Gary Sturgis, uh, jazz vocalist Dwight Tribble, um, Black Stacks, uh, Sister Love, Latanya Horace, and many others. But one young man I'd like to uh, for you to speak on um, was a major part of two of your uh, releases, Stephen Jerome Ferguson. How was working with uh, with Brother Stephen? Uh, Stephen is a He's a mastermind at what he does. He's a mastermind at what he does, and what he does is he do, he do it he does it he do it in a way where it's is effortlessly. You know, I mean, it's it, it's it it comes natural. And I asked him about. it. I said, man, do you know, do you do you really do you really uh, sit down and 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 plan out what what you're gonna what you're gonna write or how your music is gonna sound. He says, "No, brother, I just I just go in the studio and you know I I just come up with it." He said, "It's it's something that you know it, it's a vision that God uh, uh, feeds through me and it comes out this way." And I'm like, "Wow, man, that is really cool. That is really cool." And when I first heard his sound, his sound is so unique in a way where it reminded me of 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 those those old um, uh, musical influences that uh, I got I, I got back when I was younger and I was like man you know I, I would really love to write some pieces to this right here and he's like okay go ahead go ahead give it a try so he let me take a track and uh, I went to the studio um, I had my piece already written out but I went to the studio and uh, my studio engineer um, he is awesome, by the way. His name is Chris from the Hive Studio Records up here in Seattle. Uh, he's like, man, I love this groove, man. He's like, this is like, this is this is real, this is real smooth jazz, man. He was like, so you're gonna put your 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 poetry with this? He was like, oh man, I'm all for it. You know, let's do it. So when you know we went in there and we created something and it, it, it when i when i left the studio i was like man i i called steve and i said man you won't believe what we wrote we won't believe this and he was like okay let me hear it i said okay so i'll share it with you on dropbox so that's what we did uh i shared it with him and he came back and said that's it 
that is it. That's the sound. <laughs> I said, I know. <laughs> and, that's, and that's how the relationship with me and Steven uh, started. Um, I met Steven uh, through uh, two good friends of mine, uh, Kevin Cowden, who is a lead guitarist on one of the pieces uh, on Poetical Soul called Emotional. And that has the white tribble on it as well. Um, as well as Lady Flavor. Lady Flavor uh, introduced uh, uh, Stephen on her radio show, and um, I had a I had a I had a chance to speak with him again on that radio show. Which, you know, it was like, man, you know, this, you know, I would love to work with this guy. I mean, he he is he, he is a, he's definitely a pupil of the art, and people like that you want to. Uh, be on the same page with you want them on your team uh, you want to as a young artist you want to learn from them uh, and and you want to you want to try to uh, I wouldn't say imitate but you want to try to gravitate towards where they are at in time yeah 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 that's, that's similar to um, you mentioned Lady Flavor and Coffee House um, you know, I met Lady Flavor online. I mean, the the internet is a wonderful thing if it's used properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's used properly, you can get a lot out of it. And I met uh, Lady Flavor online and um, went to one of her um, radio programs and, you know, was talking and, and Stephen was there and I got a chance to meet him. And, awesome. you know, we just clicked. Well, Lady Flavor and I clicked right off the bat because you know she was into the same thing I was into as far as promoting art and and you know really communicating with people um, so we hit it right off the bat and then I got a chance to talk with Steven and he's one that I also featured on uh, SOJP as well so that relationship is, is strong and it's always going to be because we just vibing you know off of each other and you know he posted something with you and I said okay let me listen to uh, brother Orustus a day and I listened to it and I was like oh man I gotta get I gotta reach out to the brother and, and Stephen <laughs> trust me he's instrumental in uh, me catching up with you and being able to uh, or being honored to uh, feature you on the program um, you know I give him all the credit for that because he, he uh, brought us together and uh, wow. that's you awesome. know, I'm glad I'm glad that he did. But you know, that's what that's what happens with um, with art. You know what I mean? Especially if you're a true artist. And you know, in my case, um, you know, because I do the the poetry thing too, but I'm mainly into promoting artists and helping them get their voice heard by more than just people on the local scene or whatever i want people all over to be right, able to gotcha. hear it you know what i mean because it's worth it it's worth it and you know like i like i always say everyone has something to say you don't have to be named a big name person um in order to get some quality you know what i mean and exactly yeah a lot of a lot of our lesser known um artists and our underground artists quote unquote um you know they have some powerful messages to be uh to be heard and um you know i'm glad that i got a chance to uh to catch up with you and and that you said you know let's go for it you know what i mean uh, yeah 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 because we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good time with this 
and and while I'm since I brought it up, uh, Orustus Ade, the spoken yes. one, will be featured on Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry. You know, and I want to thank you again. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: for yes. any young artist, whether it's in music or or poetry, what kind of advice would you give to them uh, as far as pursuing uh, the arts? What kind of advice would you give? Identity is key. Identity is key. Stay true to who you are and what you believe. What you believe is art is beautiful to the rest of the world. And I will say this. Believe that if the world... Let's say there was no finances in this world, period. Would you, would you want to get your art out? Would you want to stay true to who you are as an artist? Would you want to continue to write poetry, to sing, to play that wonderful jazz instrument, or to play that, or, or, or to be the most outspoken speaker that you could be? Would you, would you still do it if? There was no money involved. So if you can answer the question yes to that, then you know that you have something special. I could do this for free. On the corner, not get paid a dime for it. I believe in who I am. I love who I am. And I love who, who, who God created. So to be able to share my life in, as an art form with others is a blessing in itself. And to me, that is true art. Mm, very good words. And, and um, speaking of one of God's creations, talk a little bit about uh, the little person in your life, Nami Sakura. Uh, what has she brought to your life? Oh man, she brought a lot of joy. Let me tell you, when that little girl was born, my life flip-flopped over it as an at an instant. I mean, I literally changed overnight, and she is a very obedient, very very smart young lady. She's bilingual. She speaks Japanese as well as uh, English, and she writes both languages. Her mom is from Nagasaki in Japan. She is a very, very, very smart kid. And while I'm in the studio, she likes to sit there with the studio engineer and watch him play with his boards while Daddy's behind the glass <laughs> on the microphone. And I, I, I find that I find that uh, funny because I'm like, Nami, don't you want to get on the microphone? She's like, No, 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 no. I'm I'm into this electrical stuff right here, and you know I'm like, Well, okay, be careful because that's very expensive equipment. She's like, And uh, Chris, the engineer, is like, Okay, we all we, we'll just let her play with it. And I'm like, Okay, but she she she's expressing an interest in it. And uh, which is great, and she loves the music that I that I create, 
And and one thing that I want to uh, also throw out there for other writers is that be mindful of who who is in your life because when you're writing, you want to share your art with the world and those who are close to you. You want them to know. You want them to hear every word that you're that you're that you're speaking of. So I want to make my art non-profane. I want it to be as clean as I can possibly make it, but still staying true to the piece itself. Because when God has taken me away and my art is still here, I want my daughter to be able to Listen to it, enjoy it, and share it with others. Mm. Excellent, excellent. She sounds like a dynamite little uh, young lady. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can tell by you know the, the laughter in your voice that is she truly brings uh, bring joy to your to your life. Um, you know that's that's just wonderful and. And it's great also that you that you have those thoughts about um you know your poetry and and staying true and being able to and we spoke we spoke briefly about it you know at another time about um you know language itself is so versatile and it's so many it's so many words that can be used to replace other words you know what i mean a lot of a lot of metaphors that you can use to describe what it is you're speaking of. And, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, the, the love of your life, the first love, and you wrote a poem for her. And when you saw her reaction, you was like, I'm in. You know what I mean? I'm in like a bug. You know what I mean? I think I can do this. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, you have you have thoughts of, oh, man, I'd like to, boy, if I, hmm. If I can just get with her, I want to blah, blah, blah. And then you substitute words for what you want to do, and it, it seems to flow better in poetry. You know, when you use, um, when you don't use the obvious words that could fit in that place and use another word, it's like more sexy. You know what I mean? Does that exactly. Make sense? It, yes, it does. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. It does. I want to know if I could share that piece with you and, and all the listeners. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. The name of that piece is The Sound of an Angel. When an angel calls to me, the sound descends from heaven so graciously. What more can a man ask for as a gift to be as I will commit to this promise made to thee. When I hear an angel call, trials and tribulations are learned, projected by the fire inside of this man as it burns, boldly entering a world of no return, only to be eclipsed by the love that he yearns. When I hear an angel call, the force may seem that thou is more true, but it's only a perception against what that man really feels for you. When I see, when I hear an angel call, the sound resonates and could easily be heard. 
undeniably erupting from the depths of my soul where my heart will emerge. Just say nothing and let the silence be the key. Just hear nothing. Compress the sound into me. Just think nothing. Let the absence of the mind make you believe. The sound of an angel. That's it. That's me, that's me snapping, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, boy. The smooth, the smoothness. With the smoothness. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. all right. That's all right. You know, I really yeah. uh, appreciate you sharing uh, that piece. Again, thank you very much for that. Um, no problem. No problem. But, you know, in, in closing, I mean... You know, this was just, this was meant to happen. This was meant to happen. And I'm so glad that it did, my brother. And, um, you know, what do you have coming up? What do you, any projects in the works or any, any gigs coming up that you'd like to share? And also, oh, yeah. give, and also give us your, uh, your website information uh, so that people can visit your site and, and get a hold of some of that fantastic uh, poetry that you have on your site. All right. You can visit me at www.thespokenone.weebly.com. There you will see my bio. Uh, You'll see all of the projects that that I've been a part of. Uh, You'll be able to listen to uh, clips of uh, tracks from Poetical Soul, um, and uh, you'll be able to uh, see any updated information that's coming, uh, uh, gigs and, 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 and shows that I have coming up. So me and Stephen Ferguson are um, in, the, in the works on, uh, on working on another project together. So uh, there are six pieces already written uh, for Poetical Soul, Volume 2, um, that you'll be you'll be hearing um, um, in the future. Um, I'll keep you, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll keep you abreast of, of 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 the progress and everything that's 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 going on uh, on the website. So uh, also on that website, if you want to contact me uh, uh, for 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 shows that you want me to become part of, uh, uh, there's a uh, contact the one tab. Uh, on the website that you can that, that it'll come directly to my email and uh, yeah I'm, I'm open to do uh, 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 any type of thing um, uh, I do I do weddings I do I can do graduations I can do any type of service that you uh, you can think of so um, yeah feel free to reach out to me um, I'll be happy to to uh, to consider uh, that request and uh, I'm just happy that you are listening right now and, and that you are uh, uh, a fan of, of my work so um, it's you uh, that I want to say thank you because without the fans uh, receiving uh, me in a way that you have received me uh, it's it, 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 it's you know, it's really, it's really a uh, a warm uh, welcome. It's really a warm feeling to have that 
uh, in the back of my mind. So I just want you to know that you are pushing me 150% to keep doing what I'm doing. So thank you. Oh, well, that's all right. That's all right. The spoken one. You know what I mean? Orustus day. And, you know, soon, my brother, you're going to be able to put Philly under your cap because I definitely want to uh, um, get you out to Philly to perform on one of the SOJP uh, events. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch, and I'll definitely uh, see if your schedule you know, permits um, you to come out to Philly and perform because I'm quite sure a lot of people in Philly that, that you know, log on to the SOJPRadio.com website and, and listen. They'll be listening starting Sunday to what you're doing. I'm quite sure when I say, all right, the spoken ones cover the Philly, they're going to flock. You know what I mean? <laughs> cover the Philly. Look, I want to... Just thank you for taking the time out from your schedule, brother. You're in Seattle. I'm in Philly, so it's a three-hour difference. And, and I want to thank you for, you know, sharing uh, some of yourself, some of your art, some of your feelings about your art, some of just your life uh, history and, and what's going on with you. And, you know, just thank you again from the top of my heart for taking time out. And, again, just continued success in, in all of your endeavors and any may all of your endeavors be crowned with success and in closing brother you got the floor anything you want to say to the listeners you can go ahead I'm going to be quiet and just let you speak and then we're going to sign off after that well first and foremost again I want to say thank you for having me on this show my brother uh, it's been a pleasure um, and I look forward to working with you uh, and getting this uh, this thing, uh, uh, this movement uh, pushed on to where it needs to be. Uh, it needs to be in the forefront. Poetry and jazz needs to be in the forefront, and we need to uh, we need to um, let it be known to all the young folks and teach them that it's okay. To like jazz it's okay to write poetry you know so i want to say thank you all for listening uh and thank you for having me again my friend thank you so much all right ladies and gentlemen you've heard it here brother orustus ade aka the spoken one from seattle washington by way of nolens louisiana <laughs> and i'd like to uh, again say thank you very much and uh, we'll be definitely be staying in touch with one another. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and listening, and I uh, hope you have a wonderful week. And I'll see you next time right here on Spotlight Conversations. Peace.